Welcome to Van Lathan's The Red Pill, where we give you the brutal honesty and reality of truth. Today's guest is a spectacular one, Nick fucking Cannon. Love this guy. I think that the evolution of Nick Cannon has been nothing short of spectacular. We're talking about a guy who is a producer, a writer, a rapper, an actor, an intellectual, an entrepreneur, all of those things. And, you know, I got to be honest with you, Leonardo DiCaprio has a reputation for some of the lovely ladies that he's been with in Hollywood, but I don't think that he really has anything on Nick Cannon who's out there doing his thing. We talked about that. We talked about voting. We talked about the social and economic status of African-Americans in society and their status in Hollywood. We talked about why Nick Cannon in, the mid, in his mid-30s decided that it was necessary for him to go back to college and get the formal education um, that he never got. And why he feels like not only can he out-rap Will Smith, but Drake, Kendrick Lamar, and all of those guys, man. Nick talking his shit on this podcast. The part about voting in this particular podcast is something that I feel like if you like the red pill, if you love the red pill, if you consume the red pill, that you need to hear two differing perspectives um, that are trying to achieve the same thing. Listen, Nick, I got to say, is one of the most amazing interviews that we've ever done. It was a fantastic experience to talk to him. Uh, sit back, pop some pills, um, and let's get into this Nick Cannon. Let's go. Now, it, it, we're talking about Nick Cannon. First of all, we got four people. Clap for Nick Cannon right now. Uh, four, wow. four, four claps. Why people clap? Clap for Nick Cannon, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> really been putting in work right here. We recent icon says we're talking about right now the hectic schedule. Yeah, man. That Nick be on, man. But to, to me, it don't seem hectic. Like I just, it's you know, I got my classes like any college student, two days a week. You know, and I'm in there finessing, trying mm. to get all, you know, taking a full load, and then uh, and that's in D.C., which is only like thirty minute flight from New York, mm. or you know, a three to four hour drive. Mm. Um, I sleep on planes. Then I come, you know, once I leave school, I come to the West Coast, do all my business, handle everything here, and then, you know, be with my kids on the weekend. Just like, it's it's simple. But see, now we about to start wilding out again. So now, another crib in Atlanta, mm -hmm. home base there. So now I got to- Y'all do wilding out in Atlanta? Yeah, now we do. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, yeah. Why'd y'all move out to Atlanta? Uh, I mean, you know what? It's uh, To me, I kind of chased the culture. Like, we, it, it was cool when I first started because we was out here, mm -hmm. you know, early 2000s. Uh, we started in LA, you know, funny thing. I, I rented out a comedy club, uh, called the comedy union on Pico. Oh, I know that. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. Uh, that's where it all originated. You know what I mean? Me, Kevin Hart, a bunch of other guys, Chris Spencer, like so, so many Chris people. Spencer, yeah, man. Yeah. Shout out to Chris Spencer. Shout guy, out to my guy. Guy moves. So much of the stuff that you see, man, Chris Spencer been out yeah, here having his hands in it real ever. Was, uh, Yeah, yeah, Chris all Spencer, of that. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I, I I created that back then, and so we kept the show out here probably, you know, 
to like 2007. Yeah. Then once I actually moved to the East Coast full time, we then did it in uh, in New York first, Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Then we took it to Brooklyn. And now I was like, yo, the culture's in Atlanta. We got to go You to feel Atlanta. like that? You feel like the culture's in Atlanta right now? I mean, hip-hop culture. You know right. what I mean? If, if I had to pick one city where it's actually thriving the most, mm -hmm. I mean, because the, that's the beauty. It's actually thriving everywhere. everywhere you know, right. from Chicago to New York. Obviously, the, the Mecca is New York. Mm -hmm. But right now, if you're really trying to get that bag or if you're really trying to just book guests for a while and out, every, <laughs> right. everybody living in Atlanta out yeah. there. So, And then we, we touched the West Coast. We touched New York. Like, now I might as well hit the South. So we've been doing it there. Is that people talk about the, the celebrities that you see in L.A. And you see celebrities in L.A. wherever you go. But yeah. if you really want to see some famous people, some famous <laughs> black people... <laughs> Take your ass to Atlanta, man. They call it Atlanta Wakanda right now. Right, like, yeah. Like when you just think about... And you know what? People don't give them credit. I solely say the reason why Atlanta is so popping, I got to give that to L.A. Reid and Babyface. Babyface, Because if you think about it, those cats was from the Midwest, mm -hmm. and they was the illest producers and, and songwriters in the 80s. Yeah. They chose to set up shop. The deal. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. They chose to set up shop in Atlanta. And right. from that, from LaFace being in Atlanta, that's where you saw Jermaine Dupri, Dallas Austin, right. which then just those two guys mm -hmm. created everything from and you know like dungeon family yeah and then, and then the dungeon family so if you you got LaFace at the time had TLC Outkast mm -hmm. uh was using producers Dallas Austin Jermaine Dupri all of it yeah. like really turned Atlanta Usher. up yeah Usher like so yeah. from there then every songwriter you love every producer and then today we got mm -hmm. Migos, Future, like people don't even know, future like, is that Future is connected, yeah, yeah, connected to the Dungeon family, right. like, you know what I mean, like, you don't, if it can all go back to when L.A. Reid and Babyface in the early 90s uh, chose to say, you know, we gonna set up shop in Atlanta, and from there, Atlanta is popping how it is. Staying on that right now, my man Isaac Hayes III, yeah, 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 you know, I, you know, yeah, yeah, he always talks about the fact that Atlanta needs something, like, you know how the Breakfast Club has... New York culture, kind of hip hop culture, a lot. Then out here in LA, you got Big Boy, you got right Van Lathan's The Red Pill Podcast. Hey, hey there it is. There trying it is. To holding down the culture, stuff like that. Hey. Feels like Atlanta needs a, a sort of seminal peak. Really? Cultural. That's what he. That's what he said. He said that one time. I don't want to misquote the brother. He uh, said that Atlanta needs something like that that originates from Atlanta. And yeah. That's not to not shout out Jock and all of them because they're doing their thing on the radio. But yeah, but that's what I was saying because the thing about Atlanta again, and they they have they're their own nucleus. Right. They have um, so many. I think they have the most radio state, urban radio stations than any other city in America. They, mm. I think they have to like four, possibly even five. Mm. When you think about, and they all got morning shows. Right. They all got the afternoon drive, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. like even a lot of it's syndicated, but Ricky Smiley and, and all of them, they, they kind of rock from out there. I mean, when you even think about, I, I don't know, like you said, like Jock and all, like I feel like there's, it's so much going on in Atlanta that you turn on that radio, you even, like, whether, I don't know if they focus specifically on, like, how we doing right here, just yeah. discussing culture. Right. But there's definitely people out there that's that's getting it in. But, again, Atlanta's a hub, man. It is, like, bro. Like, and, I, by the way, say, last thing I'll say about Atlanta, because I'm not even from there, I'm from Baton Rouge, so shout out to my hometown. <laughs> last thing I'll say about Atlanta is, a lot of places you can go and you can see ball players, you can see entertainers, you can see uh, different people in those industries that are thriving, as far as black America's concerned. Yeah. 
Atlanta has an infrastructure of black doctors, black lawyers, yeah. black and engineers, it's been that way. Back, black architects, like academics. Academics. Like yeah. it, it really is a place where it, it's thriving like that. So shout and, out to the A, man. And then again, like take it outside of entertainment. Right. Let's That's take it saying. back to where you're like, Martin Luther King. For sure. That guy, man. Let's just let's just go there and mm -hmm. like, you know, the the Institute of Morehouse, Clark mm -hmm. Atlanta University, like all of those schools. All man. of those Spelman. Spelman, all like so our culture is so rich there and our mm -hmm. culture and prominence is so rich there because right. like it's you you drive down the street and you're gonna see every house is black owned. Right. Black owned businesses. You know what I mean? Right. So it's a beautiful thing. Like I don't know many other cities other than Atlanta mm -hmm. in the United States that are thriving in that way. What made you want to go back to school, man? We talking about Howard, like what made you, what made Nick Cannon go to school? Man, so many things, but honestly, after understanding and, and stepping back for a second, education is real wealth. Mm. They can't take it from you. You know what I mean? And we, it's a lot of cats out here getting crazy amount of money and, you know, so many uh, materialistic and tangible items that we can show off, mm -hmm. but there's nothing like being able to, to show off your, your intellect, your conversation. Word. And it's something that I always had a hunger for, and but was finessing it, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I, I get out there and even in my philanthropic work, I talk about how much education is key and is the answer, but I was like, I had to kind of put my efforts where my mouth was. Cause mm -hmm. I truly also do believe like, we talk about being woke and, and how we fix the problems. Ultimately, we know the system wasn't designed for us, and the only way is have to create our own new system. You gotta do that through education. Sure. I mean, every other culture, uh, every other ethnic group has shown that. Like mm -hmm. they come from their home, they come from you know wherever they originate, come here to America, but they bring their education with mm -hmm. them, you and they I mean? seek ours as well. Yeah, and and, then, and dominating ours, and yeah. then take ours back to there. And yeah. then, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's like it's that's that's what it is. I mean, uh, and it's unfortunate that we were initially robbed of our education uh, and then also robbed of the ability to educate ourselves here. And then we, you know, we figured it out. You know what sure. I mean? That's the beautiful. On the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On the fly. Man. Right, right. Real talk. So, but now it's like, it's almost like it's, like Chris Rock said it best one time, it's cool not to to not know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean? I don't know that shit. So, but if we could get back to that space, man, and recondition these mindsets to just be like, and, and it ain't even about being cool. It's just mm -hmm. be educated, be smart. Like we yeah. all. That's the crazy thing about whether it's a podcast, social media. We all got opinions. Sure. But our sometimes our opinions be so ignorant, and I only say ignorant in that mm -hmm. sense of like we don't have the education mm -hmm. to back it up. We don't don't have the books to back it up right and it's all right there available to us right now there's mm -hmm. more information available to to humans than ever before mm -hmm. but we choose just to just give our opinion right. and i didn't want to be that guy i didn't want to be that celebrity that was like yo i care about the community i care about this and i'm commenting on everything but then it's like yo like there's no substance yeah, yeah. To it. who cares what ja rule thinks at a time like uh, this, time like this right. <laughs> you it's know crazy. what i mean it's like i want to really be like an expert in what so that's why i'm majoring in criminology and strategic and legal and management in the school of communication how do you feel like that man that it's first of all i'll say something to that i'll add to that then i'll ask you a question what he just said is very very important because we're talking to we're living in an era where we're reinforced by the idea that everybody is entitled to their opinion which is a fact yeah. everyone is entitled to their opinion 
That doesn't mean that your opinion means a fucking thing. <laughs> exactly. You can so, have your opinion so to you yourself. You can have your opinion. Doesn't mean that it means anything, especially if it's not rooted in any fact yeah. and any sort of knowledge. It doesn't mean anything. It's, it's just, just what you made up in your mind. And it just shows you how, or shows the world how ignorant you are. Absolutely. And I mean, and again, your opinion is your opinion. You can have it. <laughs> it don't mean I have to listen to that dumbass shit. Right. And that's why I even, because I, I get out there and I pontificate from times and I get up there and say what I believe but I, I try to ask more questions mm -hmm. than to provide more answers right. because I know that I don't know everything right I know I'm not gonna sit here and let you dictate towards what I'm supposed to believe you know what I mean or tell me this is how it is because I'm not gonna believe you I'm gonna have several questions and I need you to believe whatever you believe way stronger than I oppose it right what made you pick the specific major? What did you say the major was again? Uh, two, it's a double major. Double uh, major. Specifically, criminology, which is really the administration of justice. Mm -hmm. And it's just because I've been doing so much work in these prison systems. I want to be an expert. In you want to know. I want to master it. You know what I mean? I want, And I'm working from within. I mean, I'm in the D.C. jail systems every single week. Right. Uh, uh, and then strategic and legal and management in the school of communications. And what's, what that means is like, obviously, we're in the business of communication. Sure. And I don't need a communications degree I, mm -hmm. for any reason at all. But I feel like I'm already operating in that world. So I wanted to know all the legalities mm -hmm. uh, and, and really start to dive in uh, the legal aspect and even the and building a business in the world of communications because, you know, I, I go back to it all the time. It's, it's six major companies that run all media. Yeah, say it again for the people that didn't hear you. Six major companies that that's run fact. all media. So every so that's, that's a fact. <laughs> so and that so, but understanding that, like, okay, I see the system y'all set up. Mm -hmm. Let me dive in and really, I I know I know the article numbers and what you guys are talking about. I know why there's going to be a shift in entertainment. I know how you guys are going to try to create the big three eventually. Right. You like, I'm I'm understanding how all of that is working because one, it's been done in the past, sure, and we and we always history always repeats, repeats itself. itself. Uh -huh. And then I'm really trying to figure out, you know, how am I going to get that bag within this system? Right. Because at the end of the day. I am an entrepreneur. I am somebody who really knows how to maneuver through this industry. And now that I can have education behind it and be considered a true intellectual, the it's there's no limit when it gets there. And I, and I learned that from cats like Dick Gregory, Harry Belafonte, mm -hmm. Quincy Jones. These oh, are people that like set, set me down and was like, all right, you got to know the system. Don't be afraid of the system. Right. Don't abandon the system. Right. That's what, a lot of times we if think. If you don't know the system, you don't know how to build a better one. Exactly. So so we operating within it. We using their currency. Mm -hmm. We using all these. Like, yeah. we're, 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 we're uh, classified under their system. Mm -hmm. So I'm operating it. I'm not going to try to, you, you know, go. Unless I'm moving to Africa, which I would, that'd be amazing to do one day. Right, or right. Move to another foreign land, but then you got to learn a system. Right. Every every land has a system, and I love the American system. You just got to understand how to master it. Right. Um. So inter the interesting thing about what you're saying to me is that you've been doing this for a long time since you were 15 or 16, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and you got started off. In, so there was an actual education that you got for sure facts right and so in the sort of uh, argument or the, the the conversation between the education that you get in the world and the right. education that you get in the classroom yeah. what is nick cannon's stance on that now having been in school for a little while yeah uh, and let me let me go back and just say um i don't think getting a degree or going to a college or a university 
is something that we must do or we mm -hmm. got to focus on. It's right. not about the piece of paper. It's not about the institution. I right. mean, uh, all that is is just camaraderie. It's about the girls at Howard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I do not. Holler. It's a couple. Of, it's a couple of professors that's kind of. Right. But dude, I'm, every girl at Howard I look at as little girls. So but, right, because they yo you. you I could be some of their daddies to be honest. <laughs> so I, I stay far away. Um, but honestly, like it's truly about that process. And right. like you said, I've been educating myself since i was yeah. a kid like i could i could say oh i have a master's in communication or, or in film entrepreneurs and are like and yeah. all of that stuff but i don't know everything and that's why i chose like criminology and legal communications and those are things that i'm like yo i'm learning every day that's the name of the podcast by the way yeah i don't know everything I, with nick Cannon. there it that's is the i the don't know everything that's right. facts uh but so wherever you can educate yourself, like I, I actually want to educate myself abroad and and, and essential. Yeah. It, 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 listen, man, I know that we, we, when we talk about our community, we're talking about people that don't get the opportunity to travel that much. You know, me and Charlemagne be going out of, out of the country and shit. Yeah, like that. yeah. And when we go out, I always look at his kids and I think, yo, that is so dope. Yeah. That they. Little, little some of these kids, and they, and I'm like, they had to have a chance to see a different culture, culture, a different man. situation that everywhere that you go is not like where you where, yeah. where you came from. Yeah. And so that's essential to understanding this world and how big it is. And man. when you get to it, because even like spiritual understanding, sure. and, and all of those things that really ultimately, as people, we all latch on to something. Right. And it, it starts with traditions and rituals, and then we carry on and we build our communities based off of these. Right. So when you get to experience different traditions and different ideas, you're like, man, I thought we had it right. And first of all, where did we get it from? Where did, where did it come from? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And then so when you start digging and then you realize ultimately, oh, it truly is everybody was just seeking happiness. Right. And, and how do we classify our own happiness? And why are all of these rules placed on us? Mm -hmm. Why did they divide us? Why, why was it? And then ultimately, I mean, there's so many answers, but it zones back into capitalism. Why is there race? Right. Why is there class? And it's, why, is, why do all of these constructs exist? Why did we make them up? It's all capitalism. But why did they make them? Up? Yeah, exactly. Austin. <laughs> why you? Why you? Why Austin? It's your fault. Why well, Jason? Why y'all made it up? Huh? All the, these four white guys why in here. We're blaming you why? guys. Yeah, why, man? <laughs> we need from, answers. Come from the cradle of civilization. <laughs> how, nah. did, how, how did you? How did you become? You from Nickelodeon? Yeah. Like, how did you like 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 how did seriously you y'all hearing me kicking that fucking shit? <laughs> like, like how did you? Yeah, how did you become the man that you are today with 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 the the interest? Cause yeah, there's a lot of other people out here. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I depend like shouts out to Nickelodeon. Anybody over there? I mean, love Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah, not that, to diss Nickelodeon, yeah. but I'm just saying that like. But that's what like when you think about even whether it's a very interesting world. This entertainment industry when you have a lot of young people come in and they come in like geniuses. Think about everybody that we grew up loving mm -hmm. from from Macaulay Culkin to right. Keenan and Kale to right. all of these people. These young people were special. Right. You know what I mean? Like I almost consider like they're, they're like the X-Men. <laughs> uh, right. Like uh, and but what ends up happening is you give them tons of money. They have power over their families. And so then we watch this downward spiral of these young people who were truly special mm -hmm. so special that we put them on a media platform for millions to see and be examples 
But then there's a shift as they grow older or don't grow. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> shouts out to all of the people. That, it's so weird. I always find that to be so peculiar that every kid that we love off of television stay the same size. They end up being like five foot two for their whole life. <laughs> and they look like Bruh, kids for the, their like, whole why, life. Why, like, why does that happen, man? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Some weird shit going Some on. Some of them are rappers. Yeah. But why does that happen? And so what happens, and I'll, and I'll, I'll get back to the point of where you say, like, where I come from and how I became the person that I am. Yeah. I feel like there, it, I, I was lucky enough to be a part of that special pool of young people mm. but then there's a, a a fork in the road a lot of times where they want to hold on to what that is as they're young and not evolve mm -hmm. uh and luckily i came in the game even though people considered me this young dude or this kid i lived a full life you know what i mean i grew up in you know section eight housing the projects all of that stuff made it where you from again uh san, san diego, diego. Yeah, yeah yeah shots mm -hmm. out to southeast san diego mm -hmm. uh but and again like even that sounds like whatever you know the the southern california mentality of the 90s and gang vibes i came up in like all of that right so to get on television by the time i was i was 18 by the time i got my first real check i mean i was doing stand-up and stuff from, mm -hmm. you know since 15 but i was still functioning and finessing as an adult right. so i didn't have to go through that process so i was just a regular kid from the hood like everybody else who had the same interest the same loves for hip-hop and you know uh my parent my, my father specifically was in the community as mm -hmm. a community leader oh so you have a basis and a yeah, foundation yeah. of these things so, okay so it was i lived a normal life you know helping the community community activism my grandmother was a foster mother like all of these things mm. that were real big in the community it just so happened to be i got an opportunity to be a part of this young elite you know mm. uh uh entertainment industry that people only saw this and they thought oh he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth or he been on tv all my life so he mm. must be this corny dude where it's like if i sit here you know i ain't going oh yeah i grew up tough times and i don't need to do all of that sure but I lived a normal life before I was ever in front of the camera. And I was never even impressed with being on camera. I was more impressed with writing. Right. I was more impressed with being behind the scenes mm -hmm. and producing. I mean, I started off DJing and producing, you know, in high school for other people. I right. wanted to be Diddy. I wanted to be Quincy Jones. I wasn't thinking about being the guy on camera. I remember just, when Underclassmen came out. Yeah. And it was your production company. Yeah. And I was reading something. This is, what's this, like, 07, 08? Probably earlier than that. Earlier than like that. 04. 04. I, 04, I remember 04, when I, I remember, I remember this. I remember reading. Because at this point, I'm still thinking, you know, how I'm going to get out here where I'm sitting right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember thinking, because you you still, we're, we're the same age. I'm right, thinking, right. yo, I I know a lot of actors that were, that were doing their thing. Yeah, but I was like, I didn't know anybody that was like, I'm doing this through my own imprint at that age. Yeah, yeah. Like, shout out to some of these other guys who had started Dude. their production companies a little after that. But I'm like, that was early in the game, like, kind of to kind of be on your yeah. own production company for a, for a major motion picture as well. And that was just the hustle in me, you know what I mean? And just recognizing, like, yo, I don't want to do it. Every, I didn't want to sit around and wait for an audition. I didn't want to sit around and wait. So I would just write my own stuff. Right. And then that gave me power because content is king. Mm -hmm. And then I learned from watching Spike Lee, mm -hmm. Robert Townsend. Keenan Ivory Wayans, like Eddie kids, Murphy. Kids, if you don't know who Robert Townsend is, he's the reason why a lot of people on TV doing their thing right now, man. Factual. Go watch Hollywood Shuffle. Yeah. Go watch the rest And you'll of see who the, the extras are in that in movie. In that movie, how many careers got jumped off from that. You know, I, man, respect 
these legends yeah. and these guys who laid it down for it. We've been sitting here, not even a half hour, we didn't talk Dick Gregory, Harry Belafonte, Robert Townsend, Chris Spencer. These are the dudes that have been doing this for a long time. And, and creating opportunities. Of, of creating opportunity for people, man. Yeah, factual. Yeah. So Will Smith was like like instrumental to you early in your career, yep, right? Early on, 16. Uh, same kind of story, man. I was doing the stand-up hustle. I was all these comedy clubs. Jamie Foxx actually had a a comedy uh, kind of like showcase mm -hmm. uh, that he put on in Atlanta uh, called Laugh-A-Palooza. They would do it every year and it was like this convention where just a bunch of comedians would come out mm -hmm. uh, and I was doing my thing and somebody from Will's company recorded me and showed him a tape. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when I got back to LA, he was like, I gotta meet this kid. And at 16 years old, I walked into Will Smith's office with a script in my hand and was like, and ready to go and, and sat there and rapped for him. Like I created my own sitcom and I rapped the whole intro like how the fresh prince had the yeah, intro yeah, yeah. song i had one because mine was pretty much it was the same it was a horrible show right. but it was like <laughs> it was uh the, like it was like the fresh prince of bel-air but in a military school okay and it was called loose cannon so it's like me like i was this kid so but like and he he bought it on the spot and he told me he's like man you remind me so much of myself and then from that point on wait I mean, nigga you sold it yeah, how right bad could him? We <laughs> all mean, trying to sell something. Fuck yourself, Nick Cannon. No, nah, but I think what? I think <laughs> Will like me more. I mean, and we shot it and everything. Uh, it was, right. We got six episodes for the WB, uh, but it never came out. You right. know what I mean? Like, but it created that relationship. And mm -hmm. to me, this is the biggest movie star in the world, right here. No, no, not, not to you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like yeah. he gave me my my first television deal, my first record deal, mm -hmm. and my first producer deal all at once. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that's a like to provide that for a kid who's not even out of high school yet. And a historic cameo in Men in Black Two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That and that was my first film. Hey, like, please don't neuralize me, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's when I was I was just the the kid hanging around set, and they were mm. like, "Yo, put Nick in there." Yeah. And like that's how cool Will we was. I was like, "Oh shit, is that Nick Cannon?" Yeah, that was crazy. He's like, like <laughs> what's the biggest lesson you learned from Will Smith, man? So many. I mean, the thing, he gave me my first check immediately for like $150,000. And uh, he told me, don't spend it because he went broke at 19. He did. And and I was like, whatever, I'm 18. <laughs> <laughs> I got time. <laughs> so I, um, I bought a Range Rover, man, like just like his. Right. Just because I wanted to be like him so mm -hmm. much. And he's like, man, don't buy that car. And he was right because, like I said, the show didn't get picked up. Mm-hmm. Two years later, I was broke. You right. know, and that hundred and fifty thousand was gone. Quick, yeah, had to get rid of the Range Rover, all that. And, you know, I was trying to do the right thing. I was trying to buy me a crib and out here, you know, like a hundred fifty thousand dollars in LA go like that. It's, it's yeah, it's done. Yeah, once the once you get the Range Rover, it's, it's gone. It's, it's gas money after it's that. It's crazy because people listening to this all over the all over the country and they thinking, yo, if I was to make a hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, I'm set. And because of where I'm from in Baton Rouge, you are. If if like you make one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year in L.A., you live in the valley. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, and that's not and you that's struggling. Not, that's not that's it's hard, bro. Yeah, like because you're trying to keep up with the L.A. lifestyle. Yeah, and then you and think, I said that's not a diss to anybody that lives in the valley. No, the no, I live in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but to, but to say that it's like you think about the. Again, it's like, what is money? I always ask that question, man, because we're just trying to keep up with each other. And we got this this paper currency mm -hmm. that we believe validates us, but really is worth nothing. Yeah. You know, It's really debt. Money is is debt. And 
soon as soon as I got that hundred fifty thousand dollars, I was in debt. Mm. And it hit me. I didn't know. I didn't get it. I was constantly trying to pay something off because you got agents, managers, all these people trying to get their piece so they can pay off their debt that they, they've they accumulated. They, they don't eat unless <laughs> they get their money from you. Yeah, right. and you, that was my introduction to be like, yo, what is going on? I'm just trying to keep up with everyone else. Mm-hmm. It'd been a lot easier not to even have that or to take that and allow it to be invested into something else. Right. And ever since then, I just started to invest in myself. And again, I'm probably one of the most fat, flashy dudes out there you know i got i own diamond shoes but it's like (laughs) but but at the end of the day i understand what this currency is for and i don't allow it to control us because because ultimately we always on that paper chase going back to education a lot of people aren't going to college for the education they're going to get that piece of paper so Mm -hmm. they can get the best job they can possibly get so then they can get the best job so they can pay bills for the rest of their lives sure you know what i mean come out of college in debt yeah Mm -hmm. and and now you now you done started off on this race to where now you're just trying to catch up Mm -hmm. And, and make them enough money to to hopefully pay your bills and then set it up to where your kids aren't as in debt as you are. Right. <laughs> it's crazy because we, we talk about uh, like uh, one of my brothers. It was a city. It was analyst at Citibank. So he knows a lot about financial stuff. Yeah. And every once in a while, I dip my toe in a conversation. I have no fucking business. <laughs> right. it's, just, it's just just the the arrogant person in me. And I right. go, you know what? If if they really wanted to like turn the economy on, yeah. And they really wanted to stimulate things. Forgive everybody's student loan debt. Yeah, like like for like for forgive that's that. Not, like, hey, for, that's, like like forgive that's game like, right like, there. Forgive everybody. If you guys really want to turn the economy on, rather than have people with the earning potential of college graduates come out behind the eight ball already, right behind already fucked up, already paying in, already pinching pennies. Yep. These people not buying homes. They're not doing it. Is forgive the student loan debt or or at least moratorium something yeah and, and every time you you know what that would take you know what that would take you you, you bailing It'd out take the a auto couple industry. of computer codes yeah you bailing out <laughs> the auto industry you bailing out all these other people yeah bail out the kids that need to go out there into the workforce at the end of the day money's not real man like it's it's a it's a bunch That's of co- everybody with money says no it's a bunch <laughs> of codes in a computer Think every rich it. nigga goes yo Money ain't real. <laughs> Call me back, Van. I'm about to go swimming in my infinity pool. <laughs> but it's, again, can you can you say, yo, I can t- I have the tangible like even those homes? I'll, like it's not real now. It's a finesse. Yeah. And some of us have figured out the finesse of how to be able to to get tangible things because they say we got money, but. Mm-hmm end of the day you know our dollar is not worth nothing ultimately our whole infrastructure is based off of ownership of us insurance policies on every person that's born in the united states you are a corporation the minute you're born if you look at your birth certificate your name is in all capital letters because that's how corporations are established Mm -hmm. your birth certificate is a certificate of money you are owned by the system and they sell your birth certificate to all of these super real rich people across the world to keep america going And it's debt, and that's why they couldn't bail out those student loans because student loans, home loans, all of those things, that's what keeps this economy going because money's not real. Money is debt, and they got to keep us in debt in order to control us. Wow. I see that. That's why I'm saying, dude, learn how to play basketball. Exactly. Where's the next LeBron at? Yeah, go to school for free. <laughs> um, now, so uh, over the past couple of months years your name has been brought up in a connection with some other people yeah i hate that too you that's, don't like that's it. the thing i honestly and i never get a chance to talk about this so i appreciate it mm-hmm. uh, in forums like this 
probably not this one, mm -hmm. but, but and we still gonna talk about it because we're gonna sure. get to it. Mm -hmm. But but people again I always say they manipulate the conversation. And okay. and that's what the media is for. It mm -hmm. truly is for manipulation. It's mind control, regardless how we wanna figure it out and how we wanna describe it. But People ask me these broad questions, whether it's about my personal life or what I feel or who I know. Mm -hmm. And then that becomes the topic of conversation or the interview or the headline. Mm -hmm. Nick says this about this ex or this person. And mm -hmm. so much so where that that's. Damn, I got a whole. Oh, we going to get there because I'm not. I, the Nick I'm, Cannon ex. <laughs> I, I'm fine with that. Right. But because but what ends up happening in this, I just like to make this sure. statement before we talk about yeah, it yeah. is that. I don't come into these situations and be like, man, let's talk about the last seven chicks I banged. <laughs> <laughs> or like, like, I don't do that. Right. But because I'm such an open book and I choose, like, there's no question that's off mm -hmm. limits to me. Right. Then they feel like, oh, he always up there running his mouth. Or he mm -hmm. like, first, no, I'm in the media business mm -hmm. and I understand how to play the media game. Mm -hmm. And what I believe is instead of letting the media manipulate me, you got to learn how to manipulate, manipulate the, the media. media. And so that's why, like, I don't care. Ask me about anything. Right. And I'm going to give you an honest answer. But I don't want people to, I don't want, you know, the Kardashian households or the mm -hmm. Carrie households. I'm or not going to ask you about that because <laughs> I'm not trying to get no more. Like, fuck all that. I know. They already yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, I'm not like, fuck all that. But, I don't want no more But of that. all of those people, if they yeah. see me walking out of Nobu somewhere, Mr. Childs, and all of a sudden now they feel like that's a topic of conversation that I actually want to talk about. Right. It's not. I'd rather talk about what we talking about, mm -hmm. education, wealth, all of these mm -hmm. things. But... Nobody cares about that. Everybody want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody want to talk about Nick Cannon and the, the, the knowledge he's dropping. Thank you. But everybody want to talk about the chicks I'm smashing. Mm -hmm. Or everybody want to talk about you know who I have beef with because I'm never going to just let somebody say something about me and I not respond. Right. So whether over the years from from Eminem to Kanye, whatever it is, it's like yo, you ask me, I'm a real dude. I'm right. a real cat. I'm gonna talk about it mm -hmm. uh, the same way these mics were on or not. You asked me a question, we're going to chop it up. We chopped like, it up a couple of days ago. Exactly, yeah, yeah. on some real shit. So yeah. it's like, that's just who I am. But there's so many fake people in this industry. There's so many people that when you walk in the room, they got five publicists saying, you can't say that. He doesn't want to talk about this. They can't do Like, right. I'm not that dude. I walk in the room by myself. Right. You know what I mean? And just like, you ask me a question, I'm going to answer it. Yeah. And I'll deal with any consequences or repercussions after that because I don't care. Right. Because I live my truth. I go to sleep easy every night because I don't lie. I'm I'm an open book. Mm -hmm. There's some shit I'm probably not proud of. Yeah. Or there's some shit like, damn, I probably could have I could have did that in a little bit more eloquent fashion. I didn't mm -hmm. have to say it like that. Or sometimes I'm a comedian. I'll say some shit just for the laugh. I'm like, mm -hmm. ooh, shit. I didn't think about the consequences of that. Yeah. But I'm never gonna hold my tongue. So right. therefore, whatever you want to ask me is is well, I'm gonna ask you about something because like it what this particular thing is, you have a very, very um pro-community, pro-justice, pro-black message. Yeah, How yeah. did you feel when Azalea Banks made the sort of accusations against yeah. Wildin' Out that she made? Because, like, uh, um, I didn't even see him. Yeah. Shout out to my girl, Erica. Yeah. Erica, you know Erica. Yeah, yeah. Erica hit me up, and Erica was like, this is not true. <laughs> right. And I was like, what's yeah. not true? He's like, none of what's going on is true. I'm like, yo, <laughs> what's what going are on? you talking about? <laughs> She's like, he would never be that way. And then I, when I when I looked it up, and I don't know Azalea Banks, yeah. um, and I don't know whether there was a misunderstanding or not. Uh, and I'm certainly not trying to get flamed on Twitter, have my mama all upset. <laughs> but when I looked at it, she I said, goes hard. "Like when I looked at it, I said, okay, that's probably, that's probably that probably I don't, I don't see Nick. I, yeah. that's not that that probably didn't happen. Yeah, like, not like that. 
So what did you I think? I felt bad for her, man, honestly. And I think even now, like, she don't, if you notice, she's been real quiet on all fronts when it comes to that entire situation just because, again, I'm a straight shooter. I called it as is. She was, she embarrassed herself and, you know, she put up her defense mechanisms and she instantly went to the space of colorism. And When you and, say you, she embarrassed herself, what do you mean? She embarrassed, again, and I don't even, she didn't embarrass herself where, like, it was her fault. She right. got, she was unprepared, oh, okay. whether it was her or her team. or When you come on wilding Out, you know what it is. Yeah. And I set up a forum to where we're always respectful. We ask questions beforehand. Is there anything that you don't want us to touch on? Is there anything that you feel sensitive to? And if they give us parameters, we rock. She didn't give us no parameters. She And we like, oh, she be wilding online, so we gonna go all the way in and have fun with it. Right. She wasn't prepared, so she got in a situation where it was like, oh my God, all these people are coming at me, mm -hmm. and I'm in front of thousands of people in Atlanta, and they're laughing at me. And instead mm -hmm. of knowing how to roll with the punches, and, and she, she, like I said, the, the father in me took over, because I just saw her, like, just literally just turned to this introvert right on stage and it's like oh wow she's not the person that we see online oh, yeah, or here yeah, in the yeah, media yeah, that's yeah, always yeah. going hard on people and got opinions about Nicki Minaj and Beyonce like she's probably a fine example of how all of us treat social media we're not those big bad intellectual tough wow. opinionated people that we put you guys uh, because of her reputation you guys thought you could be a lot rougher with yeah her. yeah and we thought we could go in and actually she was more sensitive than the average guest and mm. and that's why she instantly went to colorism and i was like oh wow she's probably dealt with this mm -hmm. all her life she probably has been called names because of her skin tone or her race or all of these things and I was like, yo, I wanna, I wanna help my queen. I don't wanna tear you down. So I pulled her off the stage, talked to her, got her back right. And I was like, yo, you gotta go out there in front of that crowd and let them know that you're not phased by this and that these are jokes and you're here to have a good time. And she came back out, had a good time. And then obviously, once she got home and yeah. the next day the battery got put in her back yeah. and she wanted to, to defend herself, rightly so, because right. we were gonna edit the episode to where it's like none of that stuff even, like no one would've knew, but she spoke on it. And I was like, well, all right, if you're gonna speak on it, tell the truth. Right. And instead of, you know, saying that it was about colorism and all of that silly stuff, it's like, first of all, anybody who knows me, no, like, that's not gonna be a thing. Yeah, like that's definitely, that's not even me. If you would've said like, you know, he was trying to hit it, or you right. know what I mean? like, oh, that might, that's, yeah, yeah. that's a reputation <laughs> of, trying to knock chicks down right. you might have to deal with this right but in in that scenario like i was i was trying to do nothing but uplift her and mm -hmm. she just wasn't prepared for that situation mm -hmm. man so mm -hmm. i ain't got no no ill will towards her i mean she can come on the show tomorrow if she wanted to oh like, so she's gonna buy a back up that was one of the highest rated episodes of the season <laughs> she can come back she can be a cast member if she want to <laughs> like we rock it let's go right um and Obviously, the yay thing happened. Yeah. And I, I, you know what? I'm glad you and I get to talk about this mm -hmm. in, in a public forum because, again, I've known Kanye before he was a. And if idiot. you guys don't know, yeah. Kanye popped up on Instagram was yeah. it three weeks ago. I hit you immediately. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you like, hit me with a text like, you about to have an interesting day. About to, I was like, Nick, you about to have an interesting day. <laughs> um, Kanye said that he was upset that you had, I guess, spoke on Kim and interviews. Yeah, he bunched me in with Drake and Tyson Beckford, of all people. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I was like, what? Like, again, <laughs> 
I know Kanye and <laughs> known him forever. Right. And I and even to this point, like I don't like speaking on Kanye West. Like I don't really care. But he's pop culture. He's hugging Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. He's in Africa giving tennis shoes to people who don't need them. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like these, this shit is hilarious. <laughs> like as a comedian, it's the best shit to talk about. Right. But again, he's someone that I personally know. So it's a little bit weird to have to say I well I think this or that and even I personally know his wife mm -hmm. you know and and we all have history mm -hmm. so and I'm probably a little bit more outspoken and truthful than they are they're part of the system they're right. and when I say the system they play the game very well sure, they're masters the at it yeah, no, they know their, their tweets yeah. are calculated right. their, their public appearances are calculated their Instagram posts are yeah. calculated mine aren't Right. I didn't say shit. No, actually, I, I, I actually went on your Instagram. I actually, that's so funny that you say that. I went on your Instagram before this, just doing a little research, and I was like, Nick don't really give a fuck. <laughs> like, Nick, like, Nick ain't got no pictures with him and the money. Nick got, like, Tupac talks. Yeah. Like, Africa, Africa, Africa. Like, Nick is in this. Like, yeah. it's Colin Kaepernick's Instagram. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, and, and then it'll be... Shout out to that, yeah. And then it'll be me on Nickelodeon with me JoJo Siwa. Yeah, with this little girl. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, this is really a real There's Instagram. no rhyme or reason. Right. It's just like what's ever going on in my day or at, at that moment. Mm -hmm. So, again, when that whole thing happened and he... If I'm speaking about this because you actually got so much Kanye light when Kanye came here, mm -hmm. and and I commend you, I salute you to be able to say this in your face. To be, you spoke for so many people, mm. and it wasn't like you was getting at Kanye or mm -mm. yo. You spoke about your disappointment. You mm -hmm. spoke as a fan. You spoke as someone who's really important to the culture mm -hmm. about how careless his statements are, mm -hmm. and I don't blame him for his careless statements because I've known Kanye. That's the same Kanye uh -huh. that's over there dancing in Uganda. Right, <laughs> is the same Kanye that I met in Chicago that I used to hang out with in New York who was selling beats on the two-way. Right. You know what I mean? Like, same guy. What changed, though? What changed his, from his... What, what, his the, following. Because the messaging has changed now, right? I, I get that he was the same guy, but yeah. we went from George Bush don't care about black people to Trump is my dad. But what think, changed? think about it. As Remember how ridiculous people thought, like, Kanye's in the middle of uh, a Katrina... Uh, Telethon. I didn't think it was ridiculous. No. I was in the water. No, no. I was inside. I was in Baton Rouge. I was in Louisiana. No, but remember, like, you see how Mike Myers oh. looked at Kanye? <laughs> like, this is not the time or place to say that. Kanye just speaks about how he feels in the moment. He's not thinking about repercussions. He's not thinking. That's how he felt that moment. And it was a true moment. Right. And I honestly feel like Donald Trump is someone who is Kanye's friend before the presidency. Mm -hmm. Kanye does not understand politics. And therefore, he's like, I like this guy. Right. I know this guy. He's my dad. Like, the most ridiculous <laughs> statement ever. Right. But that's how he felt in the moment. Mm -hmm. And he's all about, like, Kanye's message is not, um, his message is a message of love. And he really believes this. Man. I think he's a good dude. Like, when he, he's, like, sincerely like, yo, I love you, man. I don't want to beef with you. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yo, the person that everybody else sees as an enemy is the devil. I can say I can find love in that person. I've known this person. So he's trying to show the world that. But he's like, man, we ain't trying to hear that shit. Yeah. Like, this dude is using you as a puppet. He's manipulating right. you. Because it's on the line for us. Yeah. And then I truly believe, as and we all know, and this is where we get to, and I don't like to use the word mental health. I'm done like that because now that's been like this whole co-opted. Yeah, like that's that that's a that's mental a buzzword. Mental health is word. important, but. Yeah. That, no, but it's become a buzzword. Right. It's become rhetoric. Mm-hmm. 
I would rather use it. Let's dig deeper. I'm, I'm going to say Kanye uh, is suffering from mental fatigue in that, uh. in that idea that we acknowledge that he's a genius. We see how hard he works. Yo, that's crazy. And yeah. at times, sometimes people just need to step back man, mm. and take a rest and shut all this shit off. Man, I was having a conversation and I said one of the earliest themes in Kanye's music was you know, when he was talking about doing the five beats a day for three summers, being yeah. on the no dose, yeah. like a constant grind. Because and he, I've seen it personally. It's real. So at this point, he just might be burnt. Needed. Mental fatigue, yo. And when you and, and we've all been tired to where we college students, rather, and you like, yo, I just I can't think straight in this moment. I know what I want to say, but it's not. And, it's about and, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yep. and you see it when he was up, he's frustrated. He's trying to explain it because there's so much good shit in here, right. but I don't know how to articulate it. Right. And then based off of society, that's how we measure intelligence, mm -hmm. how well you can articulate. Right. And he's always told you. I don't, I can't talk good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this, I don't, this how I say words get in my way, son. Right. What you mean, fam? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's Kanye. Right. But you give him time in a studio, you give him He'll time. He'll give you all of the lights. He's going to give you brilliance. Right. But if you just let him try to talk in his mind, it's going to be uncomfortable. Right. It's going to be that Katrina moment where that needed to be said, yeah. but it was uncomfortable. Right. You know what I mean? And he, he, that's all I say. It's just some fatigue. If somebody on his team, somebody, if they could just pull back and be like, yo, let's just, let's say everything you want to say, but let's put it in a book mm -hmm. and let's get other books to support it. Right. Let's get every, everything that you're trying to say and let's do a podcast. Yeah. Let's make a documentary right. opposed to just like, yo, we just going to get it out here, fam. Like, nah. You ever thought about working with him and trying to help him focus some of these things? I mean, I'm not, I, like, again, I got my own shit I got worried about. Right, like, right, right, right. And no, I, but that could be big for the coach, I'm just saying. I would love saying? to, but, and, and we talk about stuff all, like I said, we, when I say Kanye and I was close, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and I hate, and he and I had that conversation, like, man, we just How was you that. talk to him? How was it? Uh, It was more, it was, it was, it was in all the way, I wanted it to go deeper, you know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. it was more like, man, ain't no love lost. I love you, you love me, let's keep it moving type uh, of thing. Right. Uh, But I I would love to engage with Kanye on any level. I invited him on Wild and Out, all of that stuff, but it's, I think it's, it's more than putting projects together and figuring this out. Mm -hmm. It's like, yo, if you truly care about that man, like let's let's surround him the right way because he is one of our greats. And that's like, when I see people talking about they want to give up on him and all Yeah, that. as you said, you tweeted that out that yeah. we shouldn't give up on you. Cause I actually called you. Yeah. And like, I'm gonna be real with you. <laughs> I called you after, I'm gonna be real with everybody listening. Yeah. I say, when I called you after the, uh, Cause I've been on that too. Yeah, Don't the, give up on him. Just yeah. keep talking about yeah. it until we can get to the bottom of it. Cause I think he's such an important cultural figure. But when yeah. I called you, I was like, "Yo, is it time to?" I'm talking to you. I'm like, "Yo, nigga, is it time to turn the page on this nigga for real?" Yeah. Is it like? And we talked. And yeah. I and I would I, be honest with you. I went on a run. Yeah. And you made some valid points. You opened my eyes up to to just even infrastructures and more about how this administration was manipulating and using Kanye. Yeah. And and I truly believe there's some puppetry going on. Sure. And and some dark, just evil shit. Sure. But I don't think it's coming from Kanye. From him. And I think he's being used. And I think, first of all, 
we're all being used uh, or Shit, manipulated. You, I bet you, I, you know, I know it. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it's a big distraction. I work at teams. <laughs> nah, yeah, but think about it. Even Donald Trump, when he was sitting there, he's like, yo, I got some more important shit right. that I'm supposed to be doing right, right now. But everybody want to know what me and Kanye eating for lunch. Right. <laughs> like, he literally said that. Yeah. And he's like, yo, they, there was, there was like freaking military planes that had been grounded because someone had hacked them at that same moment that the rest of the world could give a shit about mm. that no one else it was a cool ass distraction because right. yo, it was also a hurricane going it was a on hurricane where going people on were losing their but lives we, and homes to this day still sitting here talking about kanye and it's yeah. like and that's when it goes back to like yo these are distractions and they use that type of stuff so that was like as important as kanye is and he is our brother, we can't give up on him, but we also can't give it the situation more weight and power than mm. the true issue of this administration. I got you. Uh, speaking of this administration, I want to ask you how do you what what are your thoughts on voting? Oh, um, man. What, 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 no, no, I'm, I'm asking you because we're talking about it's <laughs> it's gonna give me in what, trouble, man. I, I don't want to get you in trouble. I want to ask you because listen. Right now, we have a bunch of different races that national ones that people are keeping an eye on. Stacey Abrams yeah. in Georgia, um, Andrew Gillum yep. uh, in Florida, Florida, and then down in a, a, a huge Senate race, uh, Beto O'Rourke down in Texas, maybe flip that, get yeah. that out of there. So, you know, there's a <sighs> lot of, we got a chance in about a month yeah. to kind of get some situations and, and, and maybe get some of the Republican GOP establishment uprooted. Nick Cannon feels how about voting? Ah, this always gets me in trouble, man. Because again, I'm I'm a straight shooter. I'm an honest dude, and the one thing that I feel is important about voting is that our ancestors are are not even that long ago didn't have the right. Yeah, when you say not that long ago, you're talking 60, 65 yeah. years. And then there's people so who like, died for us to have the right, right. to vote. And they want. And by the way, they wanted to vote. Yeah. So the the Civil Rights Act actually is actually less than that. It's like fifty some years. Yeah. The Voting Rights Act and, and, all, and all those things like yeah. they wanted to vote. They felt like that was a important part of being a part of the, uh, being a part of the American yes. society. And then even much so because it goes beyond voting, mm -hmm. and that's where you know the, representation, the, the yeah. representation, and and three fifths of a man, which really doesn't mean you're three fifths of a man. They were literally just giving slave owners sixty percent of their of their property yeah, 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 yeah. was accounted for to make their vote pow more powerful, so mm -hmm. which gave the power to the South at the right. time. Um, but to say all of that, that system of voting, I got to go back to W.E.B. Du Bois, right. who wrote several articles on I will not vote. Uh, and this was previous to the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. uh, and there he said, there's no such thing as as uh, two parties, just one evil party with two names. Sure. Um, this two-party infrastructure of Republicans and Democrats, I do not subscribe to. Right. Now, local voting and understanding policy and not personality, I think that is very important. Mm -hmm. That's such a hard concept for people to grasp that even when I say these things, people like, Nick Cannon think, don't believe in because voting. Because I'm going to let you know, yeah. that's people. Like, it's I'm, his I'm, fault Trump is the I'm president. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you right now that you're saying this right now and we're sharing energy and we're here, but that's going to go everywhere. Yeah. And I know. Right. And, and, and I stand firm by it. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I'm in school studying because I'm studying those actual elements because and I ask academics and people ahead of me and, and even in my own podcast and conversations I'm like mm -hmm. 
why do you think voting is important? Because really, voting is just a another facade mm-hmm. that they made us think we're in control when ultimately capitalism is is in control. Right. The top three percent make all the policy, design all of the rules, and they make you think you have a choice mm-hmm. when ultimately you have no choice. I'll tell you why I think voting is important. Go for it, please. I would love to hear this. Okay. So I don't think voting for people is important. Okay. I don't think I I, I think that that um that the only thing that matters in America is the shifting of power. The shifting of power is what controls resources and decide who right. gets whatever resources, right. right? So a politician wants to, there are, there are some politicians who want to be empowered because they want to change the world. Very few of them are. <laughs> right. Most politicians want to be in power because they want to be in power. Right. How do they get in power? The power. They yeah. get in power by delivering to someone. The question is, who do they deliver to? Now, if you vote for a guy because you would want to hang out with him right. or because you think he's a handsome guy or he right. speaks well, uh, you're wasting your vote. Right. If you vote for a series of policies that, that this person has and you can hold them accountable for, the reason why it matters is because if they don't do what they said that they were going to do, right. you can get them out of there. Right. Now, a lot of people feel like Trump was able to galvanize, use identity politics to exactly. get to get the White House. It, was, it, it show, Trump being the president of the United States shows you how bullshit our government and voting and politics actually are. But there were also people that voted for Trump because they thought he was going to deliver on things like ending globalization, like doing all of these different things that he really has yet to do. Yo, he gets up in front of the UN and makes stupid statements right. and they all laugh at him because they're like, you don't even know how this right. works. And so, my, <laughs> right. so, so what I would say to black people is, is that we don't even need to concentrate on parties. We don't need to concentrate on parties. Fact. What we need to do agree with that. is decide which social and economic policies have the most direct effect on our communities which ones yeah. which ones have the most direct effect on our communities okay. or which ones or which ones could even nick which ones could have the most direct effect on our communities and we need to vote those ah. and even and, and by the way <laughs> and by the way even if there's some that don't we would need to then think up those and concoct those and then maybe put forth candidates from our community that we can hold accountable for them, right? Can we have real, real nigga talk real quick? Real nigga talk, let's do it. <laughs> Just real quick. There is no way that we can succeed in a society that enslaved us. That's not true. No! If that's as a case, people! Is, no, that's not true. You know how we can you know how we can succeed? We can't look to our oppressors no, oh, no, I'm not to looking, not wait, oppress wait, 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 wait. I'm not looking to the oppressors. I'm looking to Nick Cannon. Okay. And so and so when I'm, I'm an individual though. Well, right, I know, fighting I know. for the people. I know. What I'm saying is I'm not look I'm bruh, listen, I'm telling you what Nick Cannon just said is true. If y'all think that power ever is willingly given to somebody else, <laughs> show me a shit. time in history where that's <laughs> ever happened. We but, got a, a but, revolution needs to happen. But what I'm telling you is power has been usurped and it's been usurped in a lot of different ways. So what I'm telling you, so what I'm telling okay. you, what I'm telling you is you're Nick Cannon, I'm Van Lathan. Uh, J Rock is over there. Everybody else is white, so they're right, not there. Right. But um, but but what I'm saying is, between you and I, uh-huh. we can mobilize a voting block 
in state and local governments and try to get people that reflect our values. And nothing's gonna change. All, well, it depends on how. Only this is what I think because well, I was, I, also, I was optimistic we, like you for for a few reasons and and I believe like I want to see Stacey Abrams in that office. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I don't know nothing about Stacey Abrams. But but this is the thing. I know that you know my my man Isaac supports her and I'm learning more. But I'm, I'm because I would love to see Georgia. a black queen in office. I would love to see that too. But like once again, but, and that's what I would say that the point I was gonna make in 2007, I was a personal surrogate. For Barack Obama, I was trapped. This is be and this was this was before the they thought he could even win. Like yeah. we was, it was me, Obama, and his whole family in like the days in in South Carolina, right. like that type of stuff. And it wasn't because I I did not believe in this government, but I was like, how amazing would it be if my son gets to see that there's a black man? As well, that in and of president. itself means something. That means something. Yeah. And therefore, that's why I was willing to whatever we can do. I don't believe in this system, mm -hmm. and not even a, a guy rest his soul. Uh, Dick Gregory was one of the people who actually taught me and talked to me about mm -hmm. the difference between a politician and a statesman. Mm -hmm. I believe Barack Obama was a true statesman. A community leader wanted to make change and then the system turned him into a politician, which he could not actually get the real things done that he actually stood for and wanted to get done. Mm -hmm. But it's still, he was so great that even through the bullshit, he was still able to excel, and I will. I he gonna be on money. You right. know what I mean? He's gonna be. He's in. There are lessons in the presidency of Barack Obama, though. There are yeah. lessons in. There are lessons, post positive and negative. Yeah, but that's why I said I was. I was a ride along for the ride. Yeah. For, for early on. Right. But it wasn't because I believed in this system. It's because yeah. I believed in the man. Right. You don't so, think you can use this system to build different systems? That's what I'm no, talking about. No. Well, you. Well, we, you said that earlier. I mean, but not not build in a real way. Well, we gotta. I, we got to extract ourselves. First of all, if okay, if they really, really want us to succeed, kind of what you were saying about If who really wants us to succeed? This system. What about us wanting us to succeed? We got to step out of it. I know what I'm saying If is, we want us to succeed, we got to go back and educate ourselves and build ourselves, and it starts with us. Whether it's but like, we're not going to do that by not having advocates in the government. The government is bullshit. Okay, like this. And, <laughs> and, and, and even how you say that, if, if I don't fucking play fantasy football, uh -huh. I don't give a fuck who you putting on your team and all I don't follow football. Right. So but everybody's like, whoa, how do you not know this? And I traded this person this week. I don't give a fuck. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Because I got real problems. Right. Like I don't give a fuck about the NFL or or that's and that's how I see the government. The world is gonna go on and that goes when you travel abroad, you see like first of all, they look at our government as mm -hmm. the dumbest shit ever. Mm -hmm. Like we're pretending like we have a democracy. It's never been a democracy. Right. We've been brainwashed to think this is a democracy but as soon as you step outside and, and then people who don't operate in our democracy we call them terrorists hmm. and they magically end up dead right. you know what i mean whereas with castro Gaddafi, whoever you want to talk about mm -hmm. you know what i mean because we believe america is this great power that's right and can, can control the world see, i don't that's dumb shit see, well, i don't true. I, I don't believe that we have to believe in america in order to believe in each other and this is what facts like, and so and so and that's all i'm saying and, and, I, and, and so what I, what i mean by that though is this is what i mean i'm saying you can still be <clears throat> A patriot. You can right. still love your people and even love this country. Sure, yeah. but you can't love the dumbass system. You can't love that it. As they it is. You have to kind of. You have to kind of look to what it could be. What I'm. What I mean by that is this. I'm saying, um, if we're talking about very tangible issues, right? Yes. Like for example, one thing that Kanye did say when when uh, when he went to talk to Donald Trump was he said, "Yo, free we, Larry Hoover, uh, free Larry Hoover, <laughs> that's, free Larry Hoover." That's some gangster that shit is though. To say in the White House, <laughs> you, you my nigga, like no bullshit. He said, "Motherfucker and, and free, free Larry, Larry Hoover, Hoover. in real. the White House." That's you, real. I like, gotta fuck with like, Kanye yeah, yeah. on that. James Prince was in here, and, like, and James and James, James Prince was like, "Yeah, he like he was he was fucking with that." He was like, <laughs> 
like but one what, of the most notorious gangsters right. ever. What one thing he did Larry Hoover and Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two biggest gangsters in American history. But what he said was he said was he said, what we need to do, and this is a real thing, he said, the hood needs jobs. Facts. And we need to open up factories to and get do this these, uh debt. Uh, currency to get the debt currency, <laughs> the hood needs jobs. Yeah. We need to open up fa- uh, factories yeah. and and different pla- different. Uh, he gonna open up a Yeezy factory in the south in, side, in of the Chicago. south side of Chicago, stuff like that. What 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 I would like to see is if politicians or if people who are who are lawmakers really care right. about underserved neighborhoods and about places that. But if they, but what I'm saying is. If we mobilize our voting block, like for example, Roy Moore down in Alabama, right? Okay. Black women are the reason why Roy Moore lost his election. Right. Because they got out, right? You know what I'm saying? It's fantasy football. But what I'm saying is if you get out for somebody not to keep them out because they're a pedophile, if you get out to somebody who has said, This is what I'm gonna do to bring these type of incentives to get companies to come here to kind of shave off some of this shit that's been sending these jobs overseas or to even make some of these other countries uh, companies these huge companies pay their fucking taxes right if you can have these people in here and then hold them accountable maybe you can get something done and it's better to have somebody that you can talk to and poly with than someone who doesn't give a fuck about what you're talking about i agree with that now to say all of that because i know we we i've made a lot of crazy headlines and, and loud bold statements in this interview right now and this mm-hmm. things probably will get out there but i don't want i feel like you've been that crazy well i'm just saying but oh, I'm we saying haven't when, even gotten to the hoes yet yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i'm just saying especially uh-huh. the women black the black the, the women, queens the queens i'm sorry <laughs> i'm i'm that that was 2003 me <laughs> never today you queens i'm sorry about but it. specifically on talking about voting people know how i feel sorry, people, it's a it's a <laughs> it's a conversation that, right. that i say where i don't want to be misconstrued or misunderstood to educate yourself on policy, to understand how it works, please understand all of that. What you said is all factual. To think that it's actually going to make a difference mm-hmm. from everything from the electoral college to the way state and local or to way the state and federal government are actually set up that, but ultimately the policy is established in the judicial aspect and that sure. yeah, yeah, yeah and those people get that job and never lose the job lifetime appointment like you know mm-hmm. and it's the policies where from from overturning roe versus wade all of these things that we may be overlooking mm-hmm. as we want to you know get my man what's it what's his name that that just got appointed to the Kavanaugh <laughs> like <laughs> like we you made may, him russian Kavanaugh yeah <laughs> like Bratowski Kavanaugh but when you think mm-hmm. we focus so much on you know is he a bad man and 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 he looks like he is. He like right. or he just likes beer. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. He can't remember what he did thirty years ago and all of that shit. But we focused on that opposed to like once he gets in there and has that job for life. That's done. The abortion rights. All of the things that rights. he that the things that things that we're our generation won't even suffer from. It's gonna be the next generation mm-hmm. and all these and until this whole freaking thing crumbles because we've allowed, you know. 80-year-old white men mm-hmm. to design... Boy, when you see the Senate, them motherfuckers <laughs> is so old and mayonnaise <laughs> has gone back. But, and, and, like, God damn, when you, like, when you watch... But this, that's our system. I, I get it. Why well, don't ask you this, though? It's our system. All right, it's so fucked up. That's what won't make a difference. What will? You want my real answer? Give it to me. Um, And it sounds so cliche, man, but it's, it truly is 
empowering and educating our own. What does that mean, though? Tangibly, tangibly, and actually empowered. So you're empowered yes. now. So you're empowered. You're educated. So you have. So, the, I mean, you know, if I had to ask, if I like, if I thought this system actually could change some shit for us, which I don't think they give a fuck about us. They look at us as property and always will. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of us are special, and we can like, like if we're talking about individuals. I will speak to a young black girl, a a young Latino male, and be like, "Yo, you can be the president of the United States. You can go be a billionaire. You, I believe that's the beauty of America. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean." An individual Mm -hmm. can go from nothing and become something amazing and provide for their family. That is real in Mm -hmm. America. To believe that a group of people Mm -hmm. that were oppressed will no longer be oppressed, that's not possible. And if it was possible, this is what they should do. Give us our fucking 40 acres. No, we can't, but they're not going to give us nothing. Bottom line. So we're owed that. They said we can have it. I know, but they're not going to give us nothing. And that equates to like... You know what we're going to do, Nick? You take me, that me shit. Me and you. We're going to take that we shit. We're going to take it. You see, I got the motherfucking you know turban on. You know what we're going to do, Nick? <laughs> me and you. Some and kamikaze the rest shit. Of, Let's the rest go. Of these community, the next couple generations, we're going to take it. And what we can't take, we're going to fucking build it for ourselves. I'm on some and, Garvey shit. Let's go back Nick, to Africa. And Nick me and Akon are building a city. It's called Akon City. I'm just saying, and I love all of that. I'm, I'm trying And it's going to start next month when Nick comes to the voting machine with me. All right. It's not so, gonna. It's no point. That's enough. I, no, but the, that's it, enough for you telling the kids not to vote, Nick Cannon. Because <laughs> it's, it's a facade. It's <laughs> fake. It's all fucking fake. <laughs> all right, I want to talk about Jiggle uh, that, Now that's real shit. That's real shit. <laughs> um, I want to talk about Jiggle But before I talk about Jiggle <laughs> I can't talk about Jiggle without doing this right here. Uh uh-uh. uh I can't talk about Jiggle. I don't know if you own the rights or whatever. <laughs> we about to turn up, I, I, bro. Because I, because I, you think it's a lie. Oh, Jiggle. Oh, it's a lot of Jiggle songs on title. Jay Z, what you doing? Jay got. Uh, what they, they got me out there? Come on, I got the Jiggle song. You got the only Jiggle song that matters. And this is like real. This is like autobiographical. Shit. It is, bro. Like, oh my son. Hold on for a second. Is it? Oh, title's not gonna work in here. Oh, uh, see. Damn. See that streaming shit? That streaming shit not even gonna work. Oh, here comes the f- Hey. Turn oh, up. Turn, turn up, up, J-Rock. Turn up. <laughs> turn up. Hey, hey, I wanna see everybody in here moving. White boys. It's real hey, shit. Hey. Oh, I'm a jiggle. Hey. By the way, this is one of my top five favorite songs of all time. No there bullshit. it is. No bullshit. So and I'm always surrounded by so, so many. many. Oh, hey, look at the fucking fashions in this it video. It is autobiographical. Uh, so first of all, uh, so first of all, that's a hard record. Appreciate you. That's a hard record. Yeah. Is that your best musical moment? Uh, no, actually the song that I did with Kanye West uh, that we produced and worked on together called Can I Live Is. Exactly. I remember that. I remember yeah. that joint too. That's, that's probably like, I've had people come up to me and say, yo, I would not be on this planet if it wasn't for that song. My mother would have aborted me if she didn't see that video or heard that song. Uh, and that to me, I don't care how many records I sell, all that stuff, like that's real shit. So you see how I took that? You see how I just, just yeah. flipped that shit? He flipped it. I'm trying to, I'm tr- listen, whoever that person was, I'm happy you're alive too. That shit ain't no gigolo though. Like, 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 uh, like, uh, like I'm ha- listen, listen, uh, whoever that person is, uh, God, God bless you, man. I'm happy that you're on this plan too. This gigolo I had on, a, I, appreciate I, I had a mix uh, when gigolo came out and it was, it was only two songs on the mix. It was Gigolo and Off Up in the Club by Marcus Houston. <laughs> I was rocking to that shit. Bro, so that song, man, 
That leads yeah. us to the other side of Nick Cannon. Yeah. Um, first of all, do you talk to R. Kelly often? I don't talk to R. Kelly often. But when I see him, man, I give him a hug. I give that <laughs> That's my guy. Like, right. I can't knock R. Kelly, man. Like, I, Even with all the people, shit people say now? It's like, I even heard Charlemagne, like, he's like, well, we should do away with R. Kelly. Like, every, what does this do away with people? I, well, first of all, where do we have that right to judge and do away with anybody? That's him. You don't give a fuck about pissing nobody off. Are they going to be so mad that you said that, Nick? I who am I? Who is... Fuck they. Right. <laughs> like, right. And who are they mm -hmm. to say that I can't say, like, I'm never going to disown anyone. Mm. I'm, it's not, I don't have that power. I am not God. Now, if we want, let's talk about the facts and the things that we see. First of all, R. Kelly has never been convicted of the crimes that we all say he did. Now, we all seen the fucking tape. Right. And that nigga looked like R. Kelly. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and, uh, and if we actually get to it. Now, would I leave my daughter with R. Kelly? Absolutely not. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but I'm not going to sit here and throw a whole person away mm. because of the media or what we've been told mm. to. And, and if we going to throw R. Kelly away, we got to throw Steven Tyler away. Because Steven Tyler got a 13-year-old, got custody over his 13-year-old girlfriend in the 70s and impregnated her and then forced her to get an abortion because he didn't want to have that. That like Now, I wasn't there. Right. It's what the media told me. Right. But this is all factual. Right. Ain't nobody talking about burning Steven Tyler's records. And I didn't even know and, about and that. fuck Aerosmith. Don't yeah. nobody say that. Right. He had a 13-year-old girlfriend. My nigga, like, yeah. Elvis Presley. Yeah, for sure. Love 13-year-old women met Priscilla when she was 14. And then says, says they never had sex. Come on, Elvis. Come on, man. Yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis. All of these people. So if we're gonna throw, let's throw everybody away. That and that's all I'm saying. Like, and again, if we're talking about morals, I would not leave my daughter <laughs> right. five minutes with R. Kelly. Right. Just based off of I he and I don't agree on the same moral standpoint yeah. Yeah. and have the same moral compass. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean this man isn't a, a, a great artist. Right. All of our artists are troubled. We see that daily. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm saying if we're gonna allow media to throw our black men away, whether it's R. Kelly, Chris Brown, Bill Cosby, all these people that they want to call monsters and all this stuff, then we gotta call all men monsters. What are your thoughts on Bill Cosby? I'm hurt. Yeah. I mean, I did that. I did a spoken word piece called Why Bill, and it yeah, was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it that. was. I'm, I'm hurt, dog. Like, and, and that's where I go back. I'm gonna go back to R. Kelly as well as Bill Cosby for one second, and let's personalize it. And because I, I know I've had this situation happen in my family, and I don't know uh, if you have. Imagine that the uncle you've loved all your life give you everything you want when you see him, big hugs, protected you, taught you how to throw your first punch. Mm -hmm. You hear that he's either taking someone's life. This happened to me personally. Or, or even, we'll go even one step further. Maybe had touched someone inappropriately mm -hmm. in your family. Mm -hmm. And that's your uncle. That's your dad. Mm -hmm. do, you dis do you hate him now? It's, it's, that's a hard question, dog. You know what I'm I mean, saying? And, that's, if, and I've, I've dealt if, with even, that in even my if personal life. Even if you don't hate him, you, you can't fuck with him, though. But that's your uncle. That's your daddy. I know. But like, if yeah. your dad, like, again, 
Cause my daddy all, ain't never touched nobody. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. there's things where I've, in my personal life, I've like. Well, I definitely know my uncles have killed people. But that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, I've my, had this. That was dry snitching. <laughs> I never heard of that. I never heard those stories. <laughs> you I don't know, know which uncle you talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was in war. Right. It was, it it was, was the Vietnam. government saying yeah, he yeah, could kill him. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, honestly, I've dealt with people that I came up with that I looked up to. And I said, you did. What? Mm-hmm. And then I have to personally say, all right, I don't hate the man. Mm-hmm. I hate the spirit in the man. Mm. I hate whatever convinced you, that sickness that made you make uh, any type of, wh- whatever you did with this young girl that was underage, mm-hmm. what, whatever you did that, that made you take this person's life. Mm-hmm. I can't, but so in our own families, we deal with this struggle. What do you so, feel like, what, what, what do the victims fall in that? I feel for the victims. Yeah. I, I, in a way to where, first of all, I love this. It's a paradigm shift, the, the power that women have today and to be able to step Facts. up and speak for them. And I believe every woman should step up. And if a man has mistreated you, harmed you, you need to speak on it. And those, those men should pay for whatever they did to mm-hmm. you. Don't we as men have to make them pay? Don't we as men have to stop fucking with guys if we think they're bad to stop women? Stop fuck. Okay, okay. So, okay, when you say stop fucking with them, what does that mean? Not meaning, meaning want them to get help? I mean, want them to get help, but also if you know Throw them away in a box? I, I, listen, I don't know nothing. I, I can't. I'm not and a judge. Again, you know how I feel about the prison system. Yeah, yeah. I'm, listen, I'm not a judge and a jury. Right. right. I'm not judging a jury. I'm, I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying who should be canceled and who because I fuck. Do I think Bill shit. Cosby is a monster? If he did all of that stuff, he'd have to be. Nigga. There is something really wrong mm-hmm. um, in the the con- the the power construct mm-hmm. of Bill Cosby. That, right. but I'm saying if we're gonna blame Bill, let's make sure we don't worship Hugh Hefner, who uh, a lot of these girls is where he he met at Hugh's house right. that were underage or Woody Allen, that were getting or, paid. Like like or, that's what I'm saying. There's some, a power construct mm-hmm. that I hate that Bill felt comfortable being manipulated within, right. and I'm sad because to me he was a patriarch. He was a father to our community, and now that I ha- now you stole that from me. Right and Am I and I want I want to sit across the table and have these conversations with him and ask him how he thinks I should feel right. because well that would be wild yeah yeah that would be crazy I mean yeah I mean and so, that's I mean, real shit because yeah. I don't man I, I'm torn yeah like and again like I've been torn in my own family of like man how should I feel about this dude yeah. I love this dude all my life right. and now I got to now I don't now he going to prison like I don't know how how to process that other than I know I'm not the judge. Right. And if this system says you broke this law because this has been the law for so long and you did this this and this and you got to go now live in this box in this cage. Right. It's a fucked up system. Right. I don't know how now am I going to say I'm no longer listening to R Kelly's music. I can't fucking hear I believe we I just can fly no more. <laughs> I mean, I mean the re- or I can't watch the Cosby show no more mm-hmm. or I can't eat fucking jello no more right, <laughs> like right. all of this stuff like I'm not that I I got too many of my own problems. I get it. I then I got to be start I do, start I do throwing think, people away. I do think like a lot there's a lot of murkiness in in some of those situations is you know. But I do think though and some sometimes though it is kind of up to us cuz I, I just wonder when us I resp- a lot of responsibility, man. We do as men. We got a lot of responsibility. That like we got responsibility, we got responsibility for our home. Like hold I said, men accountable for how we want our women to be treated, right? Hundred percent. My yeah. daughter will not be at any Bill Cosby events got- <laughs> or R. Kelly events. 
Mm. I might not let her go to Chris Brown's house, and that's my young dude. Right. Just based on I don't. If my daughter says she want to go to Chris Brown's house, we gotta have a conversation. Gotta have a whole talk. Cause I've been to Chris Brown's house. And you know what? And I don't on. want my daughter over there. Mm. <laughs> like, and well, I love, but that's what I'm saying. Mm. I love Chris. Mm. I love. I love. I. The, we do a lot of the same shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but again, we are different men as patriarchs in the head of our households than we are when we're. we're out in the world. Yeah, yeah, and that's what, let's deal with the family. Right. If we deal with our own family constructs, if we if we deal with our own tribe, we ain't got to worry about fucking voting. We ain't got to worry about social media. We ain't got to worry about any of that stuff because we're dealing with our own. You're going to vote with me on Instagram. <laughs> um. So I'm a real, so I'm a, I'm a. I didn't I, say I wasn't going to vote. Right. Oh, you did? Okay. I didn't say I wasn't going to. Oh. Bullshit. Okay. I just like I said, I play video games. I know that shit ain't real. <laughs> Hey, I feel you. So I, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna read a, a list of names, and you just tell me which one isn't true. Okay? Oh, man, <laughs> <laughs> I already done said a bunch of shit that's probably gonna get my right. ass. Just in a, if, listen, if this don't go right, we can cut it out. Yeah, right. Um, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm not gonna do you dirty, though. So wait, I just gotta say true or false? Nope. You don't have to say true or false. Oh. Just in the list, you just have to say which ones aren't true. And I'm not. We just saying. How can, how can I, I just say, all right. You can say true or false. Never or false. get, this is all bad. Okay, before, because we're going to do, do it. Not, we can, we don't have to no, do no, it. No, 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 we're going to do it. But let me, again, let me set the table. Because <laughs> this gets me in trouble every fucking time I do this. Now, as a man, as somebody who I believe has evolved, to talk about women that I have been involved with, there's no win for me. Okay. Because all the women that I may be looking to be involved with are being like, oh, he going to run his fucking mouth. Right. Two, then they're gonna be like, he's it's such fucking egoism and machismo going on. Like, yeah, I got that. It never. I cannot what? win you know by what? doing this. You know this, what? You know but what? let's do it. You know what? We're not gonna ask the question. Do it. No, 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 no. Do it. Do no, it. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. <laughs> because Nick makes it. Maddie wants to know. <laughs> I just want to ask you about one. I'm just can't you ask you right, about one? Just, just one. Just one. All I'm right. not gonna because I was gonna go down the whole list. And right. my, let me tell you something. And, and my preference is in. I believe all women are queens. Right. And any woman that I have ever been involved with, it was an honor and a pleasure to know you. And I am not bragging about, about. smashing. So, so listen, I'm not going to ask you none of these because if this, if this list is true, <laughs> if, this, if this list is completely accurate, fuck Leonardo DiCaprio. That's all I'm saying. If this, li if this list is completely, I got this list off on online. If this list is completely accurate, Leonardo DiCaprio ain't got shit on this man. <laughs> I just, but there's one that jumped off All right. that I want to know whether or not this is true okay. or false. <laughs> Heidi Klum. No. No, that is not true. That's not true <laughs> at all. Nick, you hesitated. Maddie. I, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Heidi, Heidi as, we, as everyone knows, we work together. And I love to this day admire Heidi Klum. I think she's in a, a relationship currently. Uh, and, this, this <laughs> and I, I Speaking love of Chris Brown. There's somebody else here who can dance. <laughs> <laughs> I love Heidi Klum, and I mean, I'd be such, I'd be a lucky man. It was never anything romantic. Nah, we just worked together. We did. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was I don't lie. All right. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I admire Heidi Klum. I shit. I admire her too. But really, because all the names on this list, the other ones, they've, they've either been rumors yeah. or it's been downright. Uh, I will say, Christian Turner is fine. They, <laughs> like, like, like they, they've been, there have been rumors, or it's been outright said. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll ask about one more. Nicole Murphy. Oh man, I love. She's an amazing woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I, 
<laughs> what do I say? I admire her. She's right. beautiful. She's oh gorgeous. Gosh, a beautiful businesswoman, a beautiful mother, and and I consider that someone we never worked together, but I consider her a, a friend. <laughs> this never gives this never right, good. That's, for me. Said, that's the end of it. I, those are the only two that I was like. Those are the only two that I was like, yo. <laughs> I didn't. I never I just, heard about. I never those. win. I hey, just, hey, this look, is gonna go out. It's gonna be. It's not. It's not because you know what? We're gonna put clips out of this, but we're not gonna put this clip. Out. <laughs> this clip right here. Yeah, we, we're gonna put clips right. out. We're gonna put clips out of this, and some of this stuff is gonna. But go again, you know what? This is this is a fine lesson for me mm -hmm. to understand the power of the media and how I I I have to dance. Right. And, and I just, hate dancing. Bro, you just hit a for Chris Brown be doing that corkscrew. <laughs> I because. I know how this game works mm -hmm. and I'm within this game and it's very it's a very fine line where you have to take your personal life mm -hmm. and try to maintain the personal and be right. an open book because that's the thing I thrive on if you ask me a question I'm gonna give you an honest answer right but a lot of times it's other people's business that I'm it's not word. I don't want to share this person's right. business I, I don't it. want this person to get in trouble at the crib right. so you want to see on one seal to knock on the door and be like what's popping <laughs> Oh, like, like, me and Heidi kiss, were just kiss from a rose, we're nigga. just friends and right. work colleagues. Last question, and this has been a fantastic interview. Be, give it up. This has been a thank you, be, thank be, you. Be, last question. What is the worst Nick Cannon movie? Ooh, that I started because I've been in a bunch of shit. Yeah, the, the, like the worst, the movie that you watched that you was like, because let me tell you, I'll tell you what my favorite Nick Cannon movie is. It's that? easy, obviously. Drama. Fucking classic. Thank you, man. That's the, that's that's the HBCU culture, right? That's a, it's classic. And I feel like, and it's funny, okay, because even I would love to end on this and even talk about this because I feel like everything that I I got so much more inside of me. Sure. And like I'm going to make some decisions that everyone's not going to agree with, but mm -hmm. musically, like people haven't seen the level of musicianship. Do you rap yet. better than Will Smith? Absolutely. You rap better than Will Smith. Absolutely. And you're a better rapper than Will I Smith. I am a better rapper than Will Smith. You 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 rap. And Will Smith is pretty damn good. Will Smith is nice. Like and still, I want I want to I want to ask you. Do you feel you rap Absolutely. better than Will Smith? I would and Will Nick come, Cannon, come any forum. Your your Instagram page, wilding out wherever you, you will battle. You will battle. You will battle Will Smith. Hundred percent. Now that's what 100%. we running with because that's the energy. That's the clip we running with. <laughs> I like. I want smoke. I want Will I want Smith. All the smoke. First thing you feel like you'll out rap Nick Will Smith. Hundred percent. Who else? Who else can you out rap? I feel like I'm better than ninety percent of the rappers out there. Word. I believe because one of my freestyle bit I, I freestyle so well that I don't even do it no more. Like if you watch Wildin' Out, I just be like, I don't everybody else is like per, like preparing and writing shit and bars. Like I've been doing this shit. Like I I my freestyle is crazy. Mm. And, and it's almost like I don't have nothing to prove no more. Mm -hmm. Now, but again, if we're talking about to me, like my poetry is something that is more important to me than, than rap. any rapping because like that's where I actually get to say stuff and that's mm -hmm. where the bars really are. Mm -hmm. But it's like people don't this our society doesn't weigh it like that. So I will call Lil Wayne one of the greatest, Drake one of the greatest, uh, Andre three thousand. But it's like you put those cats in a battle form going back and forth and they're not gonna be able to You to think do you that. Could, you think you can outbattle all of those guys? Absolutely. Wayne, Drake, Andre three thousand. Absolutely. In front of Nick Cannon, you'll kill them all. Come on wildin' out. <laughs> Any of them, smashing them, <laughs> bar for bar. Any of the games, pick up and kill it. Wild sauce, wild style, all of that. Mm. But that, but again, that's it's a skill set. It's something I've been doing all my life. Like mm -hmm. it's just that's just what it is. And but you know, 
record sales, writing songs, them dude, they got that. Yeah. But it's like, and again, to me, like, I consider myself a musician, man. Like, to me, I've always focused on producing other artists and, mm. and giving other artists opportunities. Like, I want to be Quincy Jones. Like, I'm not trying to be the illest MC. Mm -hmm. But if you step up, get crushed. Yeah. Worst Punks the, jump up to get beat down. Worse than the Cannon movie. Worst movie. And again, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I made some bad shit, but I'm going to make a lot more great shit. Mm -hmm. So to say all that because all the people who are involved with this movie, it's not your fault. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say uh, I, I made this movie called Day of the Dead. Sorry. <laughs> <And> it, <laughs> but I love zombie movies. Right. That wasn't that bad though. And it was just I feel like well, I my shit ain't trash. I mean that wasn't. I mean that. that but was, that, it that was, was a, like, it was a zombie movie. Because I mean, uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> there's only so fucking bad a zombie movie can be. <laughs> right. like, I mean, like, because really, there's only so fucking good a zombie yeah, movie. It was be. a zombie remake. Right. Because the original mm -hmm. was, you know, considered a cult classic. George Romero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I, that, that it was a pretty bad one. But I had probably some of the most fun I've ever had making a movie. And mm -hmm. I'm happy because I got that check mm -hmm. and I had a great time. Mm -hmm. And now the people who like it can like it and enjoy it. But that's the thing. Like, now I, I write and produce and direct my own movies mm -hmm. and I'll get to be a part of others like this is a blessing to be able to make make believe for a mm -hmm. living and mm -hmm. get paid millions of dollars to do it right so my worst movie I'm gonna keep on I'm gonna love it and support it no matter what mm. family good everybody's good man. Right, everybody's man. beautiful man. if the family's good then we out give That's it up what it's all about everybody. This shit gonna get us in trouble. No, it's not. I'm telling you. <laughs>